welcome back to Word Up with Danny Katz. I am your host, Danny Katz. I am an author, journalist, and a quantum languaging coach and consultant. What that means is that I teach people how language programs consciousness, how language programs reality at large, and how to transform reality and evolve our consciousness with language. I've also been known to cultivate and share an opinion or two or 12 about culture and consciousness and how they are evolving, devolving, and being manipulated by the powers that were. Here at Word Up, we are devoted to fostering critical thinking while supporting you in becoming your most authentic, empowered, liberated, realized, amazing version of yourself. Our every show aims to expand your consciousness, raise your frequency, sharpen your critical thinking skills, and make you giggle. (laughs) And think. Given the radical uptick in censorship over the past few years, combined with the complete co-opting slash decimation of my own personal industry, journalism, I started Word Up to have a free speech-friendly platform in which to engage exploratory, solutions-based conversations with visionaries, mystics, original thinkers, and rebel badasses who are helping to make the world more wonderful. The first half of my interviews run between 30 to 90 minutes and are always posted here for free public listening. The second halves are reserved for paid supporters on my Patreon and my Locals platforms, where for as little as $5 a month, you can access all of my second half conversations along with oodles of other bonus content and opportunities to drop in with me, to drop in with our High Vibe tribe, and lots of other awesome things. In addition to interviews, Word Up also features quantum languaging upgrades, planetary service announcements, and propaganda analysis, which I call Spot the Propaganda. Thank you so much for tuning in and for sharing your sacred attention with me and our high vibe tribe of change makers. Be sure to click that subscribe button so you can stay abreast of our every episode. Thank you for also clicking the like button, for sharing far and wide, and for leaving some kind words as a review as you are authentically inspired. As well, if you are gleaning any value whatsoever from these shows, consider supporting me on Locals and or Patreon. And as you are wanting to learn more about my quantum languaging coaching and consulting services or nab copies of my books, find me on dannycats.com as well as on quantumlanguaging.com. Okay, I think that's it for our housekeeping. Buckle up and prepare to enjoy this episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Hello, superstars. Welcome back to another episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Today I am joined by myself. Yes, we are solo podcasting today. I'm rolling with it because my guest was feeling a little bit under the weather and I honored his choice to rest his throat chakra. And the good news is I've been compiling notes for my next solo podcast as I do. We have lots to talk about, 
Before I dive in, I'm reminding you to click that subscribe button to like, to share, to comment, to click the notification bell. Who knows, it might work. Uh, The thought police, the big tech fucktards are very, 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 very afraid of me and the empowering content that I share. So your best way of staying apprised of my every next video drop is not just to subscribe and hit the notification bell, though I am recommending to do both of those, but also to sign up for my newsletter at dannycats.com. so that you can stay abreast of everything that I'm doing without us having to worry about shadow banning, suppression, censorship, et cetera, et cetera. Also reminding you that my podcast is divided into two parts. So the first half is free on all of the audio podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube and Locals. The second half is available for my paying supporters on Locals and Patreon, where for as little as $5 a month, you get access to all of my second half conversations, plus oodles of fun bonus content. Um, For anyone who's interested in tuning in to the show I do with Emily Moyer, our Scorched Earth Conspiracy Deconstruction show, that is available for my personal $10 and up supporters. So I'm giving you the whole lay of the land so that you can decide for yourself Um, what's the best platform, what's the best tier at which to support me, et cetera, et cetera. This podcast is a labor of love. I'm not monetized on YouTube. I don't sell advertising. I'm not willing to compromise my own freedom of speech for the dirty deflated dollars that come along with advertising. Although if you are an advertiser who loves my show, loves how I roll, has no interest in attempting to tell me what to say, what not to say, let's talk. Let's talk about your awesome product. But in the meantime, I am dependent upon your support through Patreon and through Locals as well. If you'd like to make a one-time donation, I do have a link to that in the show description as well as on my website, dannycats.com. If you are gleaning any value from what I'm sharing here, consider supporting me. Sharing is caring. Caring is cool. All right, let's get into it. Before I dive into my list today, I um, so th- I am recording this on September 12th. Yesterday was September 11th, and I posted my usual false flag meme that I've been posting for years. And um, the the MK Ultra mind controllers sent their little New Age trolls after me, which is the way they do it. I have seen this pattern since Daniel Pinchbeck started trolling me. I think it was like 2016 for like not getting aboard the climate crisis narrative. And I noticed that this is one of the ops that they run through the new agers, the spiritual people, the yoga teachers, the kirtan leaders, like what they do is they come in to distract and to like demand research and demand that I school them and things. And it's like, no, I don't really need to do that. Like if you want to pay me to teach you how to do research, that's one thing, but it's not my job to educate people who are clinging to their indoctrination and their willful ignorance. So the mind controller sent some troll into my Instagram, a Kirtan teacher to tell me that I'm a conspiracist who knows nothing about um, 9-11 or really anything, but I should click through his Council on Foreign Relations link so that I could learn, so I could re-educate myself as to the real deal facts about the world. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, it's really cute that the uh, 
the mind control fucktards had this person cite a Council on Foreign Relations article as a means of debunking any false flag theories about 9-11. The irony is hilarious. But I just want for the record, like, it is none for all of us who do our research and doing our research doesn't mean Googling or duck, duck going. It means like digging into articles. When 9-11 happened, I was working in the KPFK newsroom producing the news five days a week. I was making calls overseas, talking to diplomats, talking to experts, educating myself. I've read countless books. I've watched countless videos like for anyone who's listening who is on top of it the way I am, we do not have to educate the people who are clinging to their indoctrination. People are like, prove it to me. No, we don't. If you want to pay me, if you want to pay me my hourly rate to personally journalize you, maybe we can talk. But I'm not going to be bullied into attempting to change someone's mind when they're under mind control and it's not crackable because of all the walls and altars that go into mind control that have people clinging to their um, cognitive dissonance and their government issued lies. So just kind of wanted to get that out of the way. All right, so diving into my notes. Okay, so this is something that came up in a bunch of my coaching sessions. It came up like very consistently among the women. And as you guys know, when something comes up consistently, I like to speak about it. Men, I'm talking to you. Um, it is odd to me that there are men in their 30s, 40s, 50s who still don't understand when being sexual, romantic, playing naked time with women, that we are far more than tits and holes to penetrate. If you were born, you know, 1982 or earlier, and you still don't know this, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. And if that is the case, and if you are a man who falls into this category and you still don't know that women are more than tits and holes to penetrate, and when you are feeling sexually aroused, you don't know that there's a ton of skin and sensual areas to explore, to authentically explore, to match a woman's energy, to create um, a polarized field of excitement, of arousal, so that both partners can be, you know, met and um, kind of raising the bar for one another, then you, my friend, are in need of help. And it is time for you to read some books, to take some courses, to get your ass tantric, because it's weird to me that men of a certain age still don't get this and i had a lot of women clients over the past couple weeks complaining about this is the thing it's like when men come at us with that like hyper aggressive i'm just gonna rip your panties off and and go straight for the pink parts without realizing that that's not how we're wired it shuts us down it makes us so that, and this is what I've seen in my clients, like they have years and years and years of trauma that is piled up in their bodies of for however many times they have had a man go straight for the vagina, go straight for penetration without any awareness or care about where she's at, 
warming her up, meeting her energy. Um, it creates this trauma where women just don't even want to have sex or be sexual because it's been so unpleasant. Um, and then this energy gets held in the energetic body and in the nervous system, right? So it creates this um, kind of Pavlovian response that I've seen like one of my clients, when her husband is in the mood and kind of, you know, gives her the sexy eyes or whatever that tone of voice is, her body goes into trauma contraction and it makes her like go the opposite way. Like she shuts down even harder. So men, I really encourage you like, Start looking into John Wineland's work. Start looking into Chris Bale's work, right? Really start to educate yourself as to how women are wired sexually and get over your own hunger, your own desire, your own impatience. It takes two to tango. And the thing is, it's like women can take you to states of ecstasy and transcendence that you literally have never conceived possible but the only way we can do that is if you match our energy and allow us and work with us to slowly get ourselves or you know to the place where we're ready for you and what that usually entails it's like you know arousal pull back and i'm talking to you men arouse her pull back arouse her pull back less is more and when i say less is more i don't mean one percent less i don't mean five percent less i mean 99 percent less and when you do that and you slow yourself down by about three million percent and you get really present with your partner about where she's at and get your desire out of front and center of your own drives um she will be able to take you to places that you never imagined possible but women cannot do that for you if you are barreling over our authentic responses where we are authentically at um with your impatience so uh, this is a message to the men. We're not just tits. We're not just vaginas. Our entire bodies are erogenous zones, the entire bodies. And if you like really want to sexually merge with a woman, that means not barreling over her responses, her pace. It means slowing way down and continuing to check in and see where she's at. And you need to keep pulling back from your own desire because biological differences are real and we are wired differently. So where you guys go zero to a thousand in an instant, we don't and that turns us off. It has the opposite um, effect as you're wanting to have. So is God a sick fuck for creating us this way as such polar opposites? Maybe, I don't know, but um, the only way that we can like truly meet truly ascend, truly achieve mutual states of bliss is if you guys pull back and start attuning yourselves to where we're at um, and really paying attention to that. So that is my my planetary service announcement to the dudes out there and to the partners of my clients. Um, and to my clients, you're welcome. I've got you, ladies. All right, number two, projection, projection of ill intent is the hallmark, hallmark of victim consciousness. So I talk about this in my webinars. Um, 
And I, you know, like I compile these notes in all the time between solo podcasts. So I don't remember what, what in specifically inspired that. But here's what I can tell you is one clear sign of victim consciousness is claiming that we know the why that other people are doing terrible things to us, right? So I refer back to the VLF, the victim languaging formula, which is subject or entity did something terrible to us, right? It's not that they did something terrible and we happened to get hurt because we were in the way. It's that they deliberately did it to us and they deliberately did it, deliberately did it to fuck us over, which inevitably means that the whoever's running victim consciousness is completely clairvoyant and can read everyone's mind to know that all these people who are pitted against them are always acting against them. So um, look, even if it's true, running these types of Kreskin-like um, psychic projections of ill intent aren't helping us, right? If I, if someone does something that I end up getting hurt by, um, for me to create a story that they hate me and are deliberately trying to hurt me is going to do a number on my nervous system and is going to um, entrain my subconscious mind to be afraid and to have all this armor up and to be on the defensive um, because I've created the story that other people are deliberately trying to hurt me. Now, let's say I delve into the regions of neutrality and I say, I have no idea what their intentions are, but I know that whatever they did, um, did end up hurting me or I did end up getting hurt. Now I have agency to create boundaries around that or not, but I'm not running this story that has people out to get me. And this goes back to me consistently saying in my webinars, my courses, and to all my clients, like you have agency to write your own story. Is that story helping you? Is that story optimizing you? Does that story have you feeling confident and empowered in the world? Because if not, then you need to rewrite that story. Um, because who gives a shit? Like we're all making it up as we go along. We have a short amount of time, you know, in these singular incarnations. So do you wanna rock your incarnation and have the best time ever? Or do you want to pledge allegiance to some delusional notion of knowing what everyone's thinking and what their intentions are when those stories are bummer stories that are dragging you down, lowering your frequency and attracting shitty circumstances and people into your life free will rocks you know so if it's choice b godspeed but let's just be honest about it projection of ill intent is a sign of victim consciousness there's no such thing as an empowered victim either you're in empowerment frequency or you're in victim frequency and there's no the the two do not mix um so I would encourage anyone who's onto themselves running this frequency to pull back from claiming to know that people are trying to hurt you and move into the I don't know frequency. The reality is people are super self-involved. Like most people, yes, there are sociopaths and evil people. They do exist, but most people are just so self-involved that they don't give a fuck how their actions um, are affecting us. and they don't it's not that they're trying to hurt us they're not even thinking about us and that is really what's harder for people to swallow because people would rather think that they're front and center in other people's consciousnesses 
and that those people are trying to hurt us because then it lends the impression that we matter, that we're so important that other people are thinking of how they can hurt us. It's harder for people to realize that people don't give a fuck and aren't thinking about us at all. We're nowhere near their consciousness because people are occupied with other things. But that is generally more true than the everyone's out to get me victim consciousness. All right, I'm going to pause for my 4,000 parts per million uh, colloidal silver water, which is amazing. And I recommend grabbing some from Honey Colony. (laughs) All right. And if you're listening on the airwaves, I am hydrating because solo podcasts can really take it out of me. All right. Next on our list. Oh, you know what? This isn't on the list. This is, guys, this is how it is today because it was only 25 minutes ago that I realized I was solo podcasting today and not podcasting with Richard Rudd, who will be returning to the podcast in a couple weeks. Um, so we're winging it today. I'm not, I'm not pretending that it's all streamlined, <laughs> not that I ever do. Um, this is off the cuff today. So, um, As I said, I'm recording this September 12th, and I just watched this great video with Styx Hexenhammer about the nonsense in New Mexico with our disgusting, illegitimate governor taking it upon herself to rescind the Second Amendment, because according to her, the Constitution is an absolute. It's up to her discretion to uphold or not, uh, depending on which way the wind blows. So Styx made a really good point, which is this has been baked in from the get-go. So I don't want us to forget, cancel, clear, delete. I'd like us to remember. Did you see what I just did there? Instead of telling us what I don't want to do and then programming you and me and all of us with the negative frequency, I caught myself midstream and I corrected it to transmitting the frequencies of what I'm encouraging us to do. Take note, it's a really great quantum languaging hack because when I say don't think of a pink elephant, What did I just do? I just implanted the imagery and the frequency of pink elephant into your consciousness. So just mindful as as the word wizard um, of how our our languaging choices are programming ourselves and our audience. So please remember that Chairman Biden was in New Mexico less than a month ago meeting with uh, Governor Grisham. Governor Grisham, who was super buddies with the Zorro Ranch, Jeffrey Epstein crew, Chairman Lujan Grisham, who was slapped on the wrist by the Health Ethics Committee for taking bribes from Azerbaijan. Lujan Grisham, who took it upon herself to lock down the state and act like a total psychopath during the so-called health emergency. So this seems to have been some sort of like pre-planned theater. And now notice all of the Democrats who are standing up for uh, the Second Amendment and saying she's gone too far. So this is a propaganda technique that I teach my students about in my pop propaganda class. One of the things that we're learning about is normalization. And one of the normalization techniques that we see happening in the larger political sphere is where a politician or a group will put forth a ridiculous, overreaching, bit of legislation or a dictate or a mandate or whatever, right? It'll be completely over the top, like um, late term abortions, right? And then you'll have the quote unquote 
Well, it's not even the opposition, right? Then you have the people who allegedly are on their side, right? And if you're listening, I'm making quote marks with my fingers because this whole idea of political parties has become such an over-the-top clown show that denies agency or critical thinking and seems to impose this like homogenized well even if a democrat like murders a baby because they're a fellow democrat and i'm a democrat i'm supposed to defend them to the end like that's this crazy political um partisan politics mind control that's gone on but so under this clown world um sham you will have someone who who proposes something that's completely overreaching and ridiculous. And then you'll have people who are allegedly on the same team, quote unquote, or side as that person saying, whoa, 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 she's gone too far, like what's happening with MLG. And then they'll try to take it to like a different middle ground, which is like, oh, okay, well, no, you know, then we can't have machine guns or we can't have whatnot. Now, I want to be clear. I'm personally... I'm agnostic on this. I'm fully in support of the Second Amendment. I also don't see why people need to have uh, machine guns or guns that, you know, fire off so many rounds per second or whatnot. That has never made sense to me, but I'm not taking a stand here. I'm just explaining a propaganda normalization technique where someone, so in this case, Luhan Grisham proposes, oh, let's, uh, it's not even rescind, it's like seize our citizens' guns. And then you have the Dems saying, oh, she's gone too far. And then just wait, hold hold out for them to like push the Overton window a little more to the left and be like, well, we're all for the Second Amendment. And what she said was ridiculous, but, right? And then the but, the normalization piece is this compromise that we just went through this, these theatrics, these performative theatrics to get us to in the first place, right? So that's what I'm guessing we're seeing here. And no part of this feels organic. Like, it feels like a giant setup. So I'm just calling our attention to it. We'll see how it fleshes out. By the time this comes out, we'll probably have more information, but just noticing how this game is played what's next on the list the so slow social engineering into digital enslavement so i'm going to keep talking about this one um because it's another realm of normalization that people aren't noticing this like slow frog boiling digital enslavement that we keep inching ourselves towards so remember back like back in the day like my first job, um, which was at this like, you know, Jewish American princess boutique in the Valley called MGA, where we sold all the guest clothes, all the Marciano clothes. And when someone would pay us a credit card, we had those, you know, multiple layers of carbon copies and that heavy machine and you go, chook, chook, right? But here's how it would go. The customer would hand me, the cashier, the card, and I would take care of it and hand the card back, right? So then we moved into a more digital means of doing it. I had multiple retail jobs after that. So when I worked at Fred Siegel or when I worked at Nordstrom, then it was like we'd swipe the card through a machine and then a slip would come up and then we'd hand the slip and the card back together, right? So that wasn't that like analog thing. But it was still the customer handing us the card and then me as the person behind the counter, I would do the, the heavy lifting of swiping it. 
Notice how a few years ago, they started taking that away from us, right? So now we're doing it ourselves. It seems benign, it's not benign. They are entraining us to have no customer service, to do everything ourselves, to do the jobs that they are getting rid of as things become more and more automated. Think about it. When COVID hit, and we were still allowed to go to grocery stores. I don't know how it was where you live, but here in New Mexico, all of a sudden cashiers didn't bag groceries anymore. That was an across the board thing. It was like, oh, well you have to bag your own groceries groceries because you are a cootie riddled infectious slice of vermin, you plebes. Um, but COVID is over and everything's back open. Have your cashiers gone back to bagging your groceries? Because I haven't seen anyone here doing that, right? Because we've now been trained. Oh, we bag our own groceries. Because look what happens when you go to self-checkout. There's no one there to bag your groceries. Now, when I was a kid and we would go to Alpha Beta in the valley with those paper bags, there was like a rhyme and a reason. Like the, the people who bagged your groceries actually had a skill which was around spatial relations, how to load the most things in a bag, but not overload it. Like I remember I would study them. I actually thought it was a cool job when I was a kid. I was like, I wanna do that. Cause I liked, you know, like putting things places, but um, I don't have that skill. It's why I never grew up to become a great checker. I'm not great at sp spatial relations or any sort of like Virgo related organizational structures. So now when I'm filling my own bags, like I'm doing a shitty job in addition to acquiescing to this removal of customer service in the, sp in the space. So I brought this up before, but I had tea with a girlfriend of mine who's way on the same page as most of the people who I guess are tuning in here. And she's aware of the social engineering and the transhumanist, you know, techno-fascist agenda. And we went out for tea and the waitress came up with her little enslavement machine. And my girlfriend handed her her card. And I was like, no, 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 like give us a printed check and some freaking privacy. And my friend was like, why? Like, why is this a problem? The waitress was too young to even know what I was talking about, but it's like, we are acquiescing to this plan. And you know, so many people are saying it's too late. And this has been a big part of the social engineering that's coming through a lot of the consilience project people, right? We see it coming through Tristan Harris and Joe Rogan and Daniel Schmachtenberger. And um, there's a new guy who's on it. He's like, I think he has an, he has an accent. It might be Australian or something. He's He's has very short, like bald hair. His name's Chris. He's very good looking. So he's a new one who's in on it. We see it through the wine scenes. We see, see it through all of this who are telling us it's too late. This is where society is going. And it's like, no, you don't have the authority to tell us where society is going because there's more of us than you tech fucktards. And we can say no. And if enough of us, you know, had the balls to gracefully say, you know, I'd really prefer a printed check and some privacy then. And if I wasn't the only one saying that in a restaurant, but if they had five, six people a day offering the same feedback very politely, um, then these business owners might think twice about surrendering their customers, sovereignty, privacy, et cetera, et cetera, to these systems that no one needs to be on. Like businesses ran fine with handwritten checks and you know handwritten inventory like all of that was 
possible. And it's like, look what just happened. Was it some, um, this, this Vegas hacking, right? And people can't get into their rooms and they can't figure out bookings and they can't do this and that. It's like, if everything was analog, we would be having none of these problems. And that's why it's weird to me when people are like, how are we ever going to go back? And it's like, it's really not that hard. Like I keep an old school printed day planner. I like this better than an iCal. If there's a computer crash, I'm not going to miss any appointments because they're all written right here. It's like we've become helpless to this tech. And I do believe there's right use of tech, but this overdependence, like when I reached out to my favorite local restaurant to say, hey, I'm not really down with the waiter coming up to my table and shoving a computer in my face and hovering over me, which is a soft form of silent bullying on the tip front. And I also don't want to deal with some EMF emitting device to pay my check. She's like, oh, well, we can't go backwards. We're already on that system. And it's like, no, you don't want to deal with the inconvenience of going backwards, but we absolutely can. And personally, when I'm hearing about these giant hacks or the grid going down, I'm like, good. It can't happen fucking fast enough so that everyone who got on the digital titty with their smart refrigerators and their smart locks uh realize that the world is going to go to shit their worlds are going to go to shit because they have given their control over all these things to big tech oligarchs who don't give a fuck about us think of we've all heard the story uh, by now i would hope about the guy who bought a printer like a smart printer and the company maybe it was epson maybe it was hewlett packard i don't know um, but turned off his access because like his credit card, his auto pay credit card expired. Like talk about inhumane, you know, versus sending an email and saying, Hey, we noticed your credit card expired as a customer who we honor. Thank you for your business. Thank you for keeping us in business. Um, you know, we'll give you 48 hours to get it handled, but this is what is going away as we, again, continue to acquiesce and acquiesce to this bullshit without speaking up. And it's like, you can speak up without being a disagreeable asshole. You know, there are ways that you can offer your feedback that are kind and supportive, but I'm telling you guys, we're at the edge. And there are people like myself who have been warning about this since back in like the 2010s, since they passed the fucking Patriot Act. We've been saying, hey guys, this is leading in a really dark place. I mean, this is why I got kicked out of my junior high because I refused to take computers because I'm like, they're the death of humanity and I want no part of it. So I don't know what my little, you know, 13 year old was intuiting or remembering from the future from whence I came. But, um, you know, it really got ratcheted up with the Patriot Act and it really got ratcheted up with the TSA bullshit of taking our shoes off. And every time I've flown, I've thrown some big fucking tantrum at TSA about how there's no humanity and this is a sham. And every time I look around waiting for the people to chime in with me and it never happens. But I can't tell you how many times I hear from people behind the scenes. I totally agree with you. I just don't want to say anything. Um, 
it, this is the last chance. Like we're, we're at that last place. Like, okay, you didn't want to say anything when it came to mandatory face diapers. Okay, you didn't want to say anything when it came to mandatory lollipops um, injecting genocide into people's bloodstreams. You didn't want to say anything, you know, with X, Y, Z. If you don't say something now with this one, it's legit game over for, for freedom. Like, it really is. So I want you to start being mindful of how many ways you and me and all of us, because I'm not separate, have given away our power and our sovereignty for convenience for these things and just start to notice these things as as the social engineering attempts that they are, right? Like, you know, no one likes pressing one or two on some automated system. Now the the customer service people who we get don't even work for the company. So they're not, they don't have any skin in the game. They don't really give a shit, right? They're just underqualified millennials who are put there to read from a script and tell you why they can't help you. If we're not speaking out against this and telling the corporations, hey, I'm gonna take my business elsewhere if this is how you do business, then we're fucked. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to, to, um, disasterbate here or to, you know, deliver bummer prophecies, but we have been being social, socially engineered for a while and noticing how there's less and less customer service, more and more automation, more and more things that we're expected to do ourselves. Um, it's part of the problem. And I really recommend waking up to it and offering your feedback. You know, it's not that hard when you go into Whole Foods where they want you to give your handprint to check out, to just speak to the manager and say, you know what, I really prefer checking out with human beings with sentience and emotions and vocal fluctuations. And I know it's not your fault, but I also want to safeguard your job and the jobs of all your employees. And if you could just pass it along to the higher ups that we're not digging this, um, and I'm going to take my business elsewhere, right? Like we actually have that power. So I'm probably going to keep talking about this because I feel like I'm the only one talking about it and it's annoying because it seems pretty fucking obvious. And for those of us who know better, it's time to do better and to put our money where our mouths are and put our mouths where we're putting our money and start using our mouths and our vocal cords to let the managers and the, you know, the people in charge know that we're going to take our business elsewhere if this is the road down which they're planning to continue. Oh my God, you guys, I made such an ass of myself. <laughs> so... Thanks so much for tuning in to this latest episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. I am reminding slash thanking you to and for <laughs> clicking that subscribe button, for liking, for sharing, for commenting, and for leaving some kind words as a review as you are authentically inspired. As you are receiving any value from my podcast, as you dig it, as you listen regularly, consider supporting me on Patreon and or Locals, where for as little as $5 a month, you get access to all of my second half podcast interviews, as well as oodles of bonus content. Your support really goes a long way in supporting me as a journalist and an independent content creator navigate her way through... 
a really crunchy time in terms of free speech. And as you are wanting to learn more about my work in the world, my books, my products, my quantum languaging, coaching, and consulting, you can find me at dannycats.com as well as quantumlanguaging.com. And if you're not down with a membership patronage platform and want to send me one-time donation, you can use the Bitcoin link if it actually appears on your podcast listening platform. You could also send me a one-time donation by way of PayPal at dannycats at pm.me or by way of Venmo, where my username is Sadie Bloom. Again, your support means the world and makes a massive, massive difference when it comes to continuing to share this work with the world. Thank you for sharing your sacred attention with me. Thank you for remembering that you are omniscopic amazingness and for having a rockin' day. See you next time, superstars.